0: CHAPTER Seventeen: THE BOOK OF CREATION With some surprise, Herman and Klaus found the doors to the Spanish synagogue unlocked. Slowly Herman opened them, and the two stepped inside the vestibule of Yosef's newest synagogue, having been constructed less than a century earlier on the grounds of what had been the oldest. These steps represented the first time in years Herman had been in such a place, or in any house of worship, apart from some very makeshift ones in recent times. So he tried to feel something, but it was just a beautiful but ordinary building, much like all others he had been inside, and he found this deflating. The synagogue seemed empty, but it was also well lit. The light surprised Hermann even more than finding the doors open. But what really surprised him was the friendly male voice that called out, "'Who's there?' "'Hello,' was Klaus's response. "'We—' Klaus couldn't finish his thought, as a man came limping into his view. This man was in his forties and a little taller and larger than average, with a big cherubic face— and he was holding a pair of clock hands and some mechanical parts. But what Herman noticed most about him was how he was wearing a black cloth kippah and wearing it on the front of his head instead of in the back as it's normally worn. He was also wearing a pair of grimy blue work dungarees and heavily padded slippers. Though even with the latter, every step brought him pain, which was all over his face. He would wince whenever his feet hit the floor, and he looked as if the imbalance caused by his movements could lead him to fall over for the slightest of reasons. But Herman quickly discovered that the man's feet were the least of his problems. He noticed this as soon as the man noticed him. It was then a big smile came across the man's face. It was as if he were witnessing a long-lost brother This led him to put the clock hands and the parts in a pocket of his dungarees and stagger up to Herman as fast as he could, where he did two things. The first was to hand Herman a keeper like his from one of his pockets, and the second was to shake Herman's hand. He shook it hard and over and over as he cried out, You've come back. Back, Herman uttered with confusion, which caused the man to release his hand and say, You Jews. You've come back to Prague. Hermann grinned at this, realizing that despite the man's obvious mental limitations, even he could tell Herman's ethnicity. I'm afraid it's just me whose return he let the man know while putting on the keeper. This sent disappointment across the man's face, and it only became more accentuated when he glanced at Klaus in his uniform. Do you work here, Herman asked? I'm Evo," answered the man, with his disappointment having vanished and his smile having returned. I'm the caretaker of the synagogues. Evo, what, Herman asked next. Ivo Pokorny, the man told him before adding. Do you know that Pokorny means humble in Czech? Rabbi Popper gave me the name. He said that it was the most important thing a man could be. I gather that you take care of more than just this synagogue, Herman went on. Evo nodded, and he counted the buildings with his fingers while mumbling to himself. This took a while, as he had to count them twice, but finally he declared six of them. All six by yourself, inquired Herman. The man nodded his head over and over, and he explained, Before I just worked at the Maisel. For Rabbi Popper and his wife, that's the pretty white building on Maisel Street. But now even six is too little work for me. What time do you work until, Herman inquired next. Evo had to think about this. He did for many moments before he suddenly smiled and took out the clock hands from his pocket, which he used to answer Herman's question. Until five, Herman affirmed. Again, Evo nodded his head over and over, with yet another smile, and he uttered, I always get confused over when to use five o'clock and when to use seventeen hundred, but clocks don't care. Does anyone work at the synagogues at night like a watchman, was Herman's next question. No one, Evo said. I just lock each synagogue after I clean them. That's what the rabbi told me to do before he and his wife left the city. Have have I done something wrong? Herman found this question strange and it caused him to ask, Why would you say that? Eva responded by pointing to Klaus and saying, You've brought a policeman. You haven't done anything wrong, Herman assured the man. Do you mind if we have a look around? "'This is your house,' Evo replied as he started off, again with lots of pain. "'I'm just taking care of it until you all return. "'Call out if you need me.' "'What's wrong with your feet?' Herman uttered. Evo stopped, and he turned back to Herman and told him, "'My feet are very bad, and Dr. Broad is no longer here to help me.' "'What exactly is wrong with them?' questioned Herman.' Dr. Broad tried to explain it to me once, Evo contended, but there were too many fancy words. It has something to do with tall things in my feet. High arches, Herman speculated. Maybe, Evo said with a shrug. All I know is that my feet have always been this bad, since I was born, I think, though I can't remember that far back. Anyway, that's why I couldn't fight in the big war. I wanted to. To underscore this, Evo pretended to fire a machine gun, though he was careful not to fire it at either Hermann or Klaus. "'We could have used a man like you,' Hermann murmured with a smile. "'I bet the same kind of smile I would come to know so well. It was a smile that made you believe everything he said, because there was so much truth in it.' This made Evo happy." He grinned and kept doing this even as he limped off in pain. I have just one more question, Herman called out. Once more Evo stopped, and he turned back to Herman who added, Who pays you? Pays me, Evo muttered. You do get a salary, don't you, Herman remarked. Oh yes, Evo stated with a couple of nods. Mr. Molly comes to the Mayzel first thing in the morning on the last day of the month, and he pays me. Then I pay my landlady, Mrs. Mlinkova right away, just like the rabbi always told me to do. Do you know Mr. Molly's first name? Herman asked. No, answered Ivo, but he's a very nice man. He's always smiling. He smiles even more than the rabbi did, and he smiled a lot. "'How long have you known, Mr. Molly?' Herman then asked. "'Ever since the rabbi left town,' Evo maintained. "'He came to the Maisel a few days later "'and told me that he would take care of me until the rabbi returned "'and that he would get me anything I needed.' "'This led Herman to inquire. "'Did he give you his phone number?' "'I have it in the Maisel,' Evo replied while nodding in its direction.' He pinned his card on the board in the office so I wouldn't lose it. So you can read, Herman noted. The rabbi taught me, Evo noted back. It wasn't easy. Mr. Molly's card doesn't have his name on it, questioned Herman. Evo responded by glancing upward as if he were reading something, and he told Herman, It just says, A. Molly. It doesn't even have an address. Do you want me to get it? "'What time do you usually clean the Maisel?' Herman asked. First thing in the morning,' Evo answered. "'At nine o'clock,' Herman uttered, "'and he took the clock hands from Evo and used them to make this clear.' Evo nodded in reply. He nodded a couple of times. "'We'll come by then if we need it,' commented Herman. Again Evo nodded, and Herman said to him, "'Were you at the Maisel this morning?' "'I was,' Evo affirmed. "'Did you notice that the door to the gate was ajar?' Herman asked. "'I did notice it,' Evo asserted while nodding his head once more. "'It wasn't like that yesterday afternoon,' Herman argued. "'I know,' Evo exclaimed. "'I closed it yesterday morning after I cleaned the building.' "'Who could have left it open?' Herman wondered aloud." I don't know, Evo insisted, while shaking his head over and over. Herman had no more questions to ask, so he let the man continue his work, and he began searching through the building with Klaus. While ignoring the large prayer hall, he glanced into every room they passed, no matter how small or insignificant they seemed. Many of these contained nothing but furniture collected from the other synagogues, so you'd think Gruber was killed somewhere here, Klaus remarked. I'd say it's a strong possibility, Herman remarked back. What if all three men were killed in the synagogues near where they were found and then carried outside them and set down? Klaus answered by asking his own question. What would SS officers be doing in synagogues, especially long-closed ones? That's a good question, was Herman's reply as he stopped and peeked into yet another room. If we can come up with an answer to that, we'll probably have a good idea as to what happened. What exactly are you looking for, Klaus asked next, while peeking over Herman's shoulder. If I knew exactly, answered Herman, I probably wouldn't have to look for it. But Herman didn't find it in this room, so he now stepped into the prayer hall before he came to a stop in the entranceway along with Klaus and admired the arabesque ceiling as well as the ornate balconies on each side of the hall. Stunning, he murmured. Yes, Klaus had to admit, it is indeed beautiful. Sometimes it's hard to believe that human beings are capable of such beauty, Herman went on, before the two started through the hall, with Herman finding the silence their eerie having never been in such a place so quiet, even when it was empty. The prayer halls of his youth, and even the makeshift ones he had known in recent times, were all boisterous places full of life. But this was neither. In a sense it reflected the ghost town-like quality of the district. Eventually the two reached the altar. They further climbed its four steps and approached the ark at the end of it. The door to this was partly open, And when Hermann looked inside it, with a bit of surprise, he found it empty. What did you do with the Torah? he asked Klaus. The what? Klaus asked back. A large Hebrew scroll containing the five books of Moses, Hermann explained. You mean the Pentateuch, Klaus replied. We Jews know them by the name of the man who wrote them, Hermann replied back. Actually, in the cheder I attended as a boy, I was taught that God spoke the words, and Moses wrote them down with his tears. You know, I always thought that was pretty, even if I never really believed it. Anyway, the Torah is the most important item in the synagogue, and is kept right here in this ark. Did one of your people confiscate it when they closed the synagogue? I have no idea, Klaus muttered with a shake of his head. I wouldn't even know who to ask about it. Do you think it has something to do with Gruber's death? I was just curious as to what happened to it, Herman contended. That's all. With nothing more to see in the prayer hall, the two left and continued searching through the building. They did until they came upon a room that Herman had already peeked inside, a small library. Unlike then, though, The room interested Hermann for a reason that he didn't know. So he stepped inside it, followed by Klaus. There he gazed at one of a handful of bookshelves, which contained a set of dry Hebrew-language religious texts. Again he tried to feel something. He wasn't expecting faith itself or anything like it, but at least the feeling that the books had some meaning to him, or that he had some small connection to them but they were just books, much like they had always been. I'm sorry, Klaus uttered while shaking his head, but I just don't see how any of these books could have had something to do with Captain Gruber's murder. In my experience, Herman maintained, it's often an item that appears completely unrelated to a crime that somehow leads to its exposure. To do this job effectively, Klaus, you have to separate what your eyes take interest in from what your mind tells you makes sense. Herman kept looking through the books. In time he came upon the next bookshelf and a book that his eyes found especially interesting, Sefer Yetzirah. They found it interesting for a number of reasons. The first was the book's content, which was far different from the traditional rabbinical texts surrounding it. It was a book that he hadn't thought about since childhood, and this led him to recall how his father had mentioned it more than once in the midst of one of his fantastical tales. But the second reason his eyes found the book so interesting had nothing to do with its content, and this caused him to pull it off the shelf and check its edges. Now what are you doing, grumbled Klaus. How long has this synagogue been closed, Herman asked. "'More than a year,' Klaus informed him. "'So why does this book have clean edges?' questioned Hermann. "'The caretaker must have cleaned it,' Klaus insisted. Hermann responded by moving his finger along the top edge of the neighboring book, and he showed Klaus the resulting dust while saying, "'Then why do the rest of the books here and those on the other shelves in this room "'have dust along their edges?' Klaus had no reply, and Hermann opened the book and started reading through its pages, even though his Hebrew was even worse than his Czech. I've read that the Jews of Palestine have been reviving Hebrew as a spoken language, he mentioned, much like what Czechs did with their language last century. What's it about, Klaus inquired while pointing at the book. The title translates to the Book of Creation, Herman told him. It's what's known as Kabbalah, Jewish mysticism. And what could it possibly have to do with Gruber's murder, Klaus groaned, with no small amount of exasperation? That I don't know, Herman acknowledged. All I could tell you is that this book doesn't belong here, not in this library, nor anywhere else in this synagogue. And that's what makes it so interesting. But the book offered no further clues, so Herman closed it and returned it to its shelf. He further gave the room one final glance before he and Klaus left and continued to look around the building. Soon they reached the back of it, where they discovered an old arched door. This was locked, so they found Evo, who told the two that he didn't have the key for it. Though he looked so nervous that Herman became suspicious of why, who has the key? asked Herman Rabbi Schuler, Evo mumbled without looking at Herman directly. He was the rabbi of this synagogue before before he left. What's behind the door? Hermann then asked. Evo didn't exactly reply. instead, after glancing at Klaus, he shrugged which made him appear even more suspicious. I'll get someone to open it, Klaus interjected with a bit of aggravation. In the meantime, we can go to the third crime scene. Herman nodded, and he said to Evo, How can we reach you if we need to speak to you? Just call out, Evo said back. I mean, how do we find you if you're not at work, Herman replied. Oh, Evo uttered. I live on Maisel Street, in one of Mrs. Mlinkova's rooms above the cafe across from Joachim Street. I live in the room by the top of the first staircase. Again Herman nodded. He did so with a smile while again recalling the cafe and all the wonderfully normal times he had spent there with Anna. He was still smiling as he and Klaus left the synagogue and returned through the courtyard toward the car. He only stopped when he tried to unwrap the mystery of Evo, and he began looking so puzzled that Klaus asked him what was wrong. He's hiding something, Herman stated while nodding toward the synagogue. The caretaker, Klaus muttered. Surely you don't think he could have had something to do with all this. Why couldn't he, Herman asked. First, he's a complete idiot, Klaus answered. He's barely conscious of the basis of realities. Second, he's lame. Frau Schiller was not exaggerating about her husband. He was indeed a strong man and well-versed in hand-to-hand combat techniques. He would have flattened that idiot, even if the man had caught him by surprise, which is unlikely. The other men were quite capable and well-trained soldiers as well. I doubt Evo could have even carried any of them. You asked me whether I thought he had something to do with all this, Herman remarked. Not whether I thought he was the one who committed the murders. I think the former is quite possible, if not likely. The bigger question is whether he even knows he's had something to do with it.